people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It is another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. And I'm not by myself. No, no, no. I have the valedictorian with me, GB. Courtney Beard, what's up, brother? Brother, I'm good. How are you? Man, I am fantastic. I think I am I think I'm just about recharged uh, from a very, very busy weekend in wrestling and otherwise. So yeah, I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. You, t- you kind of combine the two of your weekend and landed in what some would call a mecca of a city for wrestling. Oh, uh, it is the mecca, not just a mecca. It is the it mecca. It is the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Straight from the valedictorian's mouth. And we're not by ourselves. The world traveler, the new mouth of the South, the heart of Memphis is with us. Brandon Jerome Clack. You know, I don't mind you saying we're not by ourselves, but you are by yourself in this new season of cowardness that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. Coward? Yeah, how how am I I smell the yellow stripe down your back. Mm-hmm. You know, GB went to my dad's house to just hang out for a little bit because we give him a part-time card to come say hello. And he he basically put you in your place and you're going this this old quiet route. You know, he he challenged you publicly. We laughed at you publicly. And now when you get a chance to respond, it's either one or two things. Either you're getting senile and you're getting old. And it is time to cut that hair, or <laughs> I smell a yellow stripe down your back. Which one is it? Because he's standing right here, and you can't say nothing to his face. You, 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 you guys God know I've never you been one. You don't want to get fired. <laughs> you, you, you guys know that I've never been one to run away from a challenge. As a matter of fact, I've been those creative my responses. So you don't have a clue what I'm planning. Well, let's just say this: um, it is after the fact so clearly you planned nothing or if you did you failed to execute which sounds about right you 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 are not even a real champion you are a stolen champion because you tweaked the rules at the middle and started adding all other man we you had us call the rules i did not Matches I and all this other can steal the championship. Go, the people know it. Go back and listen to it. The people know it that your championship run is a sham. You have turned this glorious title that I've carried for months into the twenty four seven championship. Let's be clear. I have been very clear wow. about what we were doing. Uh, we have been very upfront. We have handled all of the events. We've announced it to everyone. There's no chicanery here. Not at all. None. It's just... You have bamboozled the people. They have been hoodwinked and run them up. Please tell me how I have allegedly bamboozled the people. GP, you had us calling matches for federations I've never heard of. Oh, yeah? Picking... Oh, so you've you've and, never and, and, heard of New I, Japan. I'm also making a public demand to see the books. I'm glad I made you post this one on social media. I want to see the books. <laughs> You know what you sound like? You sound like the disgruntled person who has lost the election and is demanding for recount after recount after so recount. So calling Al Gore disgruntled when Absolutely. Al won the election? Absolutely. See, that, because then after, a, then after that, he went and told the world he created the internet. To you, I won the popular vote, but you want to throw a dog on electoral college to sham the people. The people want me. Listen, watch this. Watch this. 
in the in the in the in the, in the chat room. Tell the tell them now. You want me as champion, don't you? Uh, no, I, I, I have fight? I have a number of quotes from our faction faithful on social media, which you could go check out yourself. That look she forward to you I losing. You talking the about? Oh we have the dumbest fans of all the wrestling. Why are you listening to them? And you, you say so. Wow. So let's get this straight. Let's just get this straight. In one breath, he said, "Fans, tell them that you want me as your champion." Then in the I'm next breath, then in the next breath, wrestling. he said, "In the next breath, don't he says anything our, about it." Our fans are the dumbest fans in wrestling podcasts. They come on and say stuff that doesn't make any sense. You want me to listen to them? So, la ladies and gentlemen, today you will find out where we stand with the faction championship uh, because it's very clear Courtney had no comeback. He was outmatched. He was outwrestled. He was outdoed. He was outwitted. I, I demand a response. Oh, wait. No. Sorry. You, you didn't have one. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, he was too busy trying to strike a deal. I don't know with. Uh, maybe OVW since NWA was out of his league and Ring of Honor was out of his league. Maybe some San Antonio Wrestling Federation he was trying to be part of. I don't the, know. Now, this but San Antonio will not be smirched. Be smirched. Oh, River City Wrestling. Be, River, yes, River City Wrestling. Go forth with River Black City. City Wrestling. And them brothers was doing uh, frog splashes from the third rope to the bar. Oh, brother, Lord. I, I, Listen, that that was a crazy experience at that river. See the brother on the cement. Oh gosh, look, Clack, how was your weekend, man? Oh, it was really good. No complaints on my end, and um, I was ready to uh, completely confront any challenges that came my way uh, all weekend long. I was ready, ready and willing to stand up for myself and yeah. who I represent, and you know, I didn't let anybody push me around. So no, I see what this is. Weekend. Yeah. Well, you you are of a different breed, Clack. I mean, not everybody sure. is strong enough and, to And you know, this is, this is stupid. GB Noah had a little issue as well with a little guy and you know, I said, "Hey man, you know, you don't have to take that. You just go back and you have a response. You know, mm -hmm. you don't just take something like go ahead and say something back." Yeah. And he did. That was yeah. proud. Did of he did, did, did he corn dog them? Uh no, he just didn't let them uh, talk about an area of expertise that he thought he had. Mm -hmm. So he went and proved himself publicly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was did. proud of him. That's what he did. Yeah. That's what he, that well, kid better be better be grateful. Here, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Apparently, uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Prince 3Q, who was strong uh -oh. enough to stand up to Courtney Beard, and Courtney took Ooh. his own sweet time uh, to respond. So maybe... Maybe if I pull on Prince 3Q, we can get a response from Courtney. Because apparently, when you get a response in the amount of time, because Prince didn't matter. You didn't get a response. You matter, but you didn't matter in that moment enough for me to respond. Why should I use my creative angst to respond to you when I'm holding the title? The, the champion doesn't have to say anything. You were the contender, and you're still a contender because you're a fake champion. Well, you are kayfabe. Well, I, I don't remember Ric Flair uh, never responding to a challenge. I don't remember Dusty Rhodes never responding I to a challenge. In 84, I, and he never responded. Oh, you, you, you challenge? <laughs> yeah, you're doing Yeah, I wrote him a letter. And I, I, sent it, I sent it to the NWA headquarters. He never responded. So Flair was afraid of me at a young age. <laughs> he probably thought the NWA headquarters was in Roanoke, Virginia or something like that.
What in the world? So, so let, let's take a look at what happened last week here on the show as uh, we paid tribute to NWA champion and Hall of Famer Harley Race. Uh, we started talking about The Undertaker's new contract. And, of course, we had our predictions for SummerSlam and G1 Climax uh, and more. So go back. Check it out. It's episode 177 available here at our website or, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. New episode. Lots to talk about as you guys are ready for this conversation. Courtney, tell them what's up for this week. Well, welcome to episode 178 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely kick things off with the G1 Climax final results. Also, NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam, we have Monday Night Raw, and Tuesday Night SmackDown. But before we go anywhere, we're still living the dream. That's Velveteen Dreams theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. Velveteen Dream.
Faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to the Velveteen Dreams theme song. That's by CFO. Well, let's get into some more uh, foolishness. Ah, well. Yeah, we, foolishness, you started. Oh, no, 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 no. See, Courtney, this is what happens when you are an arrogant Ooh. champion. People are ready to dethrone you. So let's see if, in fact, you yeah. began <laughs> to get dethroned. A man of the people. Uh, the same people you call stupid. So over the weekend, we saw the conclusion of the G1 Climax 29. Of course, the uh, finale of the A Block took place on Saturday, B Block on Sunday, and then the finals took took place this past Monday. All of it took place in Tokyo at the Nippon Budokan Arena. So, in the A Block, Lance Archer defeated Evil, Bad Luck Fale defeated Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Kenta, Will Ospreay defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, that's kind of wild, and in the main event, which ultimately determined the winner of the A Block, Kota Ibushi defeats Kazuchika Okada. Because he won that match against Okada, they, they were tied at 14, but because he won the match, he ended up winning the A Block to get the opportunity to head to the finals. Who would he face? Well, on the B Block on Sunday, Jeff Cobb defeated Toru Yano, Tai Chi defeated Tomohiro Ishii, Juice Robinson defeats John Moxley. Big one. Shingo Tagaki defeated Hiroki Goto. And this made Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito a match for the winner of the B Block. And the winner would be Jay White, which sets up the finals on Monday between Kota Ibushi and Jay White, with Kota Ibushi winning the G1 Climax and punching his ticket to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom in January 2020, where he will take on Kazuchika Okada or whoever the IWGP Heavyweight Champion is. So, I want to ask your thoughts because I know it was a busy wrestling weekend. You might not have had a chance to watch it. But I do want to ask your thoughts on Kota Ibushi winning the G1 Climax. Is this a good move as we go into 2020 for Wrestle Kingdom? Well, first off, who saw this coming? Not I, said the cat. No we all, we all None predi- of us. We predicted John Moxley. We did. Yeah. And also, we who saw Jay White coming? Nobody. No one could have predicted. Yeah. He lost the first three matches of of his uh, tournament, so nobody saw that coming. Bro, I remember us dogging him on the show. Like, what's happening with Jay White? Yeah. Last week when we talked about it, we didn't mention Ibushi nor Jay White. Nope. So to see both of them pull this off and to see John Moxley lose, I think was really really uh, interesting. Now, I'm looking at this, and I think that it's right for Kota Ibushi to win because the American people kind of know him because of his showing in, uh, when, when Triple H did the, the tournament the in NXT. Mm-hmm. The Cruiserweight Classic. So I think this is great. Kota Ibushi can go. Jay White's a great wrestler, and Kota Ibushi is going to put on a great show. Well, and we have to consider that Kota Ibushi won the A block by defeating the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada, which is not an easy thing to do. Clap, right. what are your thoughts on uh, Ibushi making it to Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, no thoughts. I don't really care. I think I'm more just happy that uh, Dirty Dean died. Well, he didn't die, but he got beat. So that <laughs> makes me happy, but... This, I mean, this <laughs> wrestling organization is below AEW. I mean, this is like Ring of Honor stuff. Oh, so, 
Yeah, I really? just followed how you all talk about it. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. I mean, certainly we thought that uh, John Moxley would be a shoe in uh, for IW or for New Japan to uh, kick off 2020 with him in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Now, granted, a lot of things can happen between now and then. One of those things, of course, is he is still the current U.S. heavyweight champion. And and to me, I have a lot of thoughts because I thought it was interesting that towards the tail end of the, of the tournament, both Kenta and John Moxley were on severe losing streaks, losing the last three or four matches um, after really having such a strong start. Part of me feels like this, and this is kind of, you can make whatever argument you want, but certainly other organizations like a Ring of Honor, like an Impact Wrestling, and even arguably an AEW, uh, would have taken full advantage of a former WWE talent and pretty much automatically catapult them to a world championship match. So I think New Japan made a statement with this. They made a statement with Jon Moxley being the U.S. champion, but they also made a statement as to say, we're not going to let former WWE guys come in and overtake our homegrown stars, particularly when Okota Ibushi refused WWE's contract after the Cruiserweight Classic and chose to sign exclusively with New Japan. So, um, and, and with all that said, Kota Ibushi is an amazing athlete. I think Russell Kingdom's main event is going to be epic. I think they they are going to have something that will actually rival the main event from a couple of years ago between Okada and Omega. I think we're about to see something very, very special come Russell Kingdom 2020. And uh, certainly we'll be looking out to see all that will happen at Russell Kingdom. But congratulations again to Kota Ibushi, the winner of the G1 Climax 29 tournament. Uh, speaking of tournaments, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the return of another prestigious tournament to the world of pro wrestling. It's been called the most prestigious tournament. We'll talk about whether or not that is factual in the next segment. A couple of other pieces of news before we get into NXT Toronto, or NXT TakeOver Toronto, and that is the NWA made a major announcement last week as uh, we reported here that, of course, they had uh, broken away from their partnership with Ring of Honor there was rumor about NWA TV. Well, it was uh, certainly announced by the NWA's president, Billy Corgan, as he has announced that the NWA will be launching their own TV series. The first taping is going to happen September the 30th through October the 1st, right here in the ATL. And the design of it is to bring back old school NWA studio-based wrestling. So it's going to happen in a studio. You can get more information about where that will be and be put on a nice little cool email list by going to nationalwrestlingalliance.com. But I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on the NWA's return to television with this ser- with these series particularly filmed in a studio? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's definitely a throwback to the classics of NWA, which I grew up loving. I am wondering, though... If they are biting off more than what the fans are asking for, fans are good at asking for something. And when you deliver, they go invisible and disappear. Uh, I will. I will. I will say this. Pause. Prove that. What's your what's your proof of that? That doesn't make any sense. People said they wanted to see the cruiserweights and then nobody wanted to see the cruiserweights. 
No, that's not true. See, Courtney, you. G- G- this, is what, this is <laughs> why not, your not, title is about to swiftly leave you. Because you speak fallacies as though it were truth. Now, the problem was never the cruiserweights. The problem was a couple of things. Number one, the time slot. You cannot put the cruiserweights on after you've had a full night of of Tuesday night SmackDown. You can't you also have to remember that the cruiserweights were filmed at the same home of NXT. That's a different kind of fan than the person who purchases a ticket to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. Thirdly, you could not sign the bulk of the people that attracted people to the Cruiserweight Classic. There was no Zack Sabre Jr. There was no Kota Ibushi. And it started with basically eight guys who were all middle-of-the-road athletes. So, no, it was not an issue that they didn't want to see the Cruiserweights. It's that you didn't sign who they wanted to see. So give me a second example to attempt to prove your point. What I love about your arguments, GB, is that when you do stuff like this, you get loud and grandioso and try to sound matter of fact. Let me go back to my original statement. I said people wanted cruiserweights. I didn't give names. I said cruiserweights. No, I'm talking about but you're I am talking about a gentleman who got a standing ovation from the people. Triple H comes out and gives him the thumbs up, says he's hired. When they take that man who they so supported, put him on a show. Because let me give you this. If The Rock had been on a show after SmackDown Nate's Day, if Stone Cold had been on a show afterwards Nate's Day, if Kevin Owens had been on a show Nate's Day, so don't give me time, period. People stay up for what they want to stay up for. And I said people said they wanted the cruiserweights, and nobody stayed around for it. So you can give me time slots, but I will alter my time to see who I would want to see. Courtney, here, here. Oh, no, no, no. Don't give me who they didn't sign because I saw them give standing ovations to guys and them get deals with WWE. So, GB, your argument holds no merit. I go back to what I said. Wrestling fans will say they want something and then not want it. So now let me help you again, Courtney, because, again, you're wrong, which you continue to prove why you wouldn't respond to the challenge. Or maybe this is your response, which proves why, yeah, there was no response needed. So here's the deal. The deal is, yes, they signed Cedric Alexander, and Cedric Alexander went on to be undefeated for a year, culminating at WrestleMania, winning the Cruiserweight Championship, shining on the big stage. Again, here's the problem. You take a group of guys who are not known to the mainstream audience. Sure, it was the diehards who watched, but the diehards weren't the ones sitting in the arena. So here's the problem. If you take, if you who manages an artist, take an artist who got great, great reviews in front of his fans, and then you put him in front of a group of people he's never heard of, and they walk out, is it his fault or is it that we match them wrong? Let's try that we match them wrong okay it doesn't make sense to put a lesser known artist behind a Kirk Franklin or behind a Jay-Z or behind a Beyonce to perform the reality of it is in front of the beehive they're not interested in seeing PJ Morton they want to see Beyonce so the mainstream fan wasn't interested in the cruiserweights they weren't the ones who asked for them in the first place so why did you put them in front of an audience that didn't want them so you can't say that the wrestling fan didn't want it you can say that you put a great product or a slightly subpar product in front of a group of people who never asked for it 
That was the issue with the Cruiserweights. And trust me when I tell you, your point is misproven several times over this weekend. So, Clack, what, what, what do you G- think? GB, I, 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 I wish you'd argue facts because if you go and look at the oh, websites, what they're saying is that the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament got more viewership than this weekly show that they did. Wow. So what I'm telling you is that the people that watched it and said, we want Cruiserweights, when they were given Cruiserweights, they didn't tune in to see it. I'm what not even I'm talking t- about but see. I'm talking about viewership, Sir. people tuning into the net and, to and- see what... And again, I say, the people who wanted cruiserweights, go back and look at the people that were in that cruiserweight tournament. And the reason those folks came to... Dude! I said the cruiserweight. You you cannot speak... See, this is the problem. If we're we're talking... This is the problem. You cannot deny those details. They, that's like you know. That's like saying that's like saying uh, the L.A. Lakers people wanted uh, uh, LeBron on the L.A. Lakers, and the L.A. Lakers should have gone to the championship. Well, it's going to take more than LeBron to get them no, to no, the championship. No, 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 oh, no, yes? no, 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 no. Oh, oh you think with one the, player's enough? Without LeBron, the center was packed every night, sir. Sir, that with, wasn't so what that I said, but that's, what, that's not what I with, said. Without that's not what I said. See, is packed every so, night, fam. You know, you know what I'm glad about? I'm glad that people have ears and that they can see because my answer, what I just said, was not that the arena would be filled every night for the Lakers. I said people said that when LeBron came to the Lakers, the Lakers were going to the playoffs. That's what I said. GB, That's what I said. I'm talking and about so, the consistency no, 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 no. of the Sir, buds of what people want. You're changing the argument. I'm not I'm changing the, the argument. Consistency of what people want. We okay. talked about cruiserweights. So, so this is why you're wrong. Wrestling because fans will biggest... say they want something and then not want it. Okay. And what did I say? Their taste buds shifted. The Laker Nation clack, taste buds never shifted. Clack. Let clack. me ask you. What clack. did you want to say, Clack? Let me ask you because the original question was. What are your thoughts on the NWA doing a and studio I television said, show? And what I said, I said, I don't know how uh, it's going to go in this current climate because fans are good for saying they want something and then they don't want it. But here's, TV who's the last all the- fan that asked for an NWA television show? Who was the last one? Who's the last fan that asked for an NWA television show? Who was it? I just asked you a question. I mean, you tell me. You, you have the No, you're the one. Say, here's the problem. You're the one saying that fans are quick to renege on what they asked for. And I'm asking you what fans asked for an NWA show. I don't know of any fans that asked for an NWA show. NWA was just happy to partner along with Ring of Honor or whoever else had good television happening. The thing is, nobody said, hey, we want to see Nick Aldis on his own show. Hey, we want to see Eli Drake on his own show. Nobody said that. So the real question is not the fans reneging on what they asked for. The question is, was there ever a demand for an NWA show in the first place? That's the real question. There are 81,000 people that have subscribed to the YouTube channel for NWA. There are forty-three thousand people that watch and that watch uh just about every show. So if you want to look at that, when you say who's asking, I don't hear anybody saying, "Hey, I want to watch it." But these viewerships say that somebody's watching. They're watching a YouTube show, and those YouTube shows are behind-the-scenes actions. Those YouTube shows are not thirty full minutes of produced you, wrestling. They are a behind-the-scenes storybook type of show. Forty-three 
43,000 people have watched these shows. And wait, what is 43,000 people watching the show to hundreds of thousands that have subscribed to Being the Elite, to all the folks who subscribe to all the That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Out of the 43,000 that view, what I'm saying is that half of them won't tune into the show because they they gave us for it. They didn't, don't don't miss if, don't take you, subscribers you on a YouTube channel. Don't prove that people want more. Oh, but then when you go right. to cash it in, it says no. How do I know? Because a lot of people come to you, and and, and, and I'll use this. A lot of you, and Clack, you know this. A lot of people will come and say, if you do thus and so, I'm with you. And then when you do thus and so, they ain't with you. Clack, what are your thoughts on the NWA producing a new TV show? Uh, I don't think it's going to do well. Um, you know, typically it, it pains me to agree with Courtney, but I think he's right. I think by the fleeting market of this uh, cruiserweight anything is an indication that you can ask for something and not really want it. I think wrestling fans are like Noah. They don't know what they want. Oh, clack. Et tu brute. Here's the reality of it. I think this weekend, and we're going to talk about what happened this weekend, wrestling fans got to see a lot of what they wanted. And they liked it. I just don't believe that the NWA TV special is something that people have wanted. Now, let me throw this out there. The NWA has had opportunities to do television shows. Uh, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood airs on Fight TV every week um, as a free offering. And it's a small, honestly, studio type of setting. So this isn't exactly a new concept for the NWA. The NWA Championship was defended there regularly, going back to Tim Storm being the champion. The problem is there's not the kind of demand for the NWA. And here's my concern with Billy Corgan. I appreciate the idea of trying to do something that's throwback, but not all things throwback are in demand. It works for 90s music. It works for some clothing. It doesn't necessarily work for pro wrestling. And we're not even going to the 90s. We're going back to the 80s and the 70s. Wrestling has moved from studios. It moved from studios in the 80s, to be perfectly honest with you. But by the time we got to the 90s, everything was, for the most part, an arena of some sort, whether it be small or large. But a TV studio doesn't allot itself for what could potentially happen in a live audience, if for no other reason than it's a TV studio. People know that retakes happen at TV studios. People know that, quite frankly, television, not sports, are, are, are taped, recorded at TV studios. Will you get the kind of thing that you want at this? I don't know. I think time's going to tell. And at the end of the day, whether it's done in a studio, a parking lot, an arena, or inside of a pool, you need content and you need wrestlers that are going to captivate people's attention. And personally speaking, Nick Aldis and Eli Drake are not the people that you want to build an organization behind. In fact, your former women's champion, Jazz, who's no longer NWA women's champion, will be showing up at AEW's All Out in about two weeks' time. So that should the tell ball you... Hit. Listen, that should tell you plenty. Evil Lease is coming from uh, Lucha Underground and several others as they prepare for a big battle royal to determine their first women's champion. The point is this. I don't think that there's a demand 
for NWA in that regard. And so perhaps doing it in a studio, hopefully it's a small studio where they won't uh, gain a lot of losses. But we'll see at the end of the day if it's enough compelling stuff because the attention that the NWA got was some Cody Rhodes and All In last year. The attention the NWA got was uh, NWA 70th anniversary. Again, Cody Rhodes. The attention that NWA got was their partnership with Ring of Honor. But they've not, even the Crockett Cup happened because of Ring of Honor and CMLL and New Japan. Nothing with the NWA standing on their own. So I hope that they're not doing too much in this scenario because I don't know that there's a demand for it. I, I mean, I, I, I hear you, but these numbers that they're putting up, 93,000 people watch this, this Billy Corgan announcement of the NWA TV. And listen, I, we're, 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 we're basically saying the same thing. But I'm just saying, when, when you are a person who's trying to fight for something to survive, you take all these little bits and pieces as a positive step forward. And you're thinking... If I can just get 10% of these people to tune in on a weekly basis of 93,000, then we have a mild success. Well, but here's the question. There's still a lot of things we don't know, right? Like, we don't know where is this going to air. They've not announced it. Is this going to be like like TV as we know it? Is it going to be a web series? We don't know. Um, secondly, if they're trying to get on television, you know, you know how hard that is? AEW landed a huge deal with TNT because they had $100 million of Tony Khan's money to do it with. WWE, of course, has tons of money that they're floating with. But what other wrestling organization on the For Real For Real here in the United States has a a legit TV deal? Like Impact's TV deal continues to be on stations that people can't find. We got to thank God for Twitch if we're going to watch Impact Wrestling. And Ring of Honor remains in syndication. You know, we don't see Lucha Underground these days. And if you take a look at, uh, uh, there was someone else I was thinking about. And and bottom line, oh, oh, uh, New Japan, they end up on Access TV, which, again, that's a limited household amount. So I I just don't know uh, if the NWA has the type of money or audience. And let's just say this. um, Speaking of audience, WWE boasts about the fact that their combined social media presence is a billion people. But you don't have a billion followers tuning into Monday Night Raw. You barely have two million. So the point of it is it's not, you know, WWE wouldn't necessarily build a new program based off of solely social media. They've got other metrics that they'd be looking at. And I'm just saying, I don't know yeah, but that it was a smart move for NWA to do TV. The fall is too high, though. The, the fall what? is too high. The, the fall is too high. It, it it would be a loss of money and a loss of everything that's valuable. These young, these smaller guys got to take these opportunities. Well, but here's the thing. It's all relative because the it would be a, an even more significant loss for the NWA financially based on however much they're trying to do to get the TV. Let's face it. The only time they've been on TV has been in partnerships with somebody else. Bro, listen, I, I I know a gospel artist who just dropped the album. He owns all the software. He's able to to uh to, to record and do the, everything in-house. So it costs him nothing. So if it flopped, he's like, it didn't cost me nothing if it flopped. And that's probably what Billy has done. Billy, if he's smart, he owns the cameras. He owns everything. If it flops and he should go straight to Internet, I wouldn't try to go to TV. Then it, then, then it goes. 
Well, we will certainly see what's going to happen with this. So be on the lookout. So we have a lot of ground still to cover, and we got stuck on that NWA situation. So in the next segment, we're talking SummerSlam weekend, including TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam as well. And still we have Raw and SmackDown to cover. And we'll get into these championship standings. Who's the current faction champion? Will there be a new one? We'll talk about that in a second. But right now, let's go to some music. Uh, representing the Undisputed Era, who had a very interesting night at TakeOver this past Saturday. Here's CFO with their theme song, Undisputed. This is the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. Shock the system.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Pain is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do it. Find out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iphone.bonafideradio.com I'm living in that 21st century We got something to say Listen Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to Undisputed. That's by CFO. GB, let's talk Toronto. All right. It's time to talk about SummerSlam weekend. All roads led to Toronto with an occasional pit stop at the world's famous arena, most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, that doesn't seem to get a response from those NWA guys. Anyway, so Scotiabank Arena, home I'm through for with you. NXT TakeOver Toronto, which kicked off with the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, successful in their match against the Undisputed Era. Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae in what many are calling perhaps the women's match of the year, regardless of brand. Matt Riddle and Killian Dane engaged in an impromptu wild brawl. Then a triple threat match saw the Velveteen Dream retain his NXT North American Championship against Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Shayna Baszler retained her NXT Women's Championship against Mia Yim. And Adam Cole defeats Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match to retain the NXT Championship. All right, guys, let's get your thoughts on NXT TakeOver Toronto. Clack, we'll start with you. Uh, I was impressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really feel like Triple H has something special on his hands. And as much as we were hard on Velveteen Dream about what he should and should not say, I'm telling you, man, the dude can just flat out work. You know, I I feel like I'm getting to the point where say whatever you want as long as you keep bringing it in the ring. You know, I I feel like he's going to end up being that kind of talent. Uh, which is scary because, you know, at some point, you know, Vince just may say, you know, enough is enough. I don't want to have to deal with the headache. Uh, so I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen to him. But that that dude, I, I am thoroughly impressed with here with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought really I, I, I and I'm probably going to get crucified for this. I didn't think Shayna Shayna made me a believer. Okay. I didn't think she was that good. I really didn't. At times, I feel like she was a little sloppy. Uh, and a little boring to me. But mm-hmm. after watching her, 
in this women's championship match, you know, she really made me a believer. I'm actually looking forward to her call up because I really feel like she's got enough of the goods to replace the Stone Cold lookalike. Oh, oh, I really do. That's that's good. That's wow. interesting. Wow, very interesting perspective. Look good. Courtney, your thoughts on NXT Takeover Toronto? Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano fight forever. Have to be, yeah, basically fight forever in any style of a match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be in the top of wrestlers that are currently wrestling right now. These guys can just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great two out of three falls. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys now. Let, let me let me go through this. Uh, that match was money. Every match was money. I love uh, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. That Undisputed Era was always money. I'm learning to like the Street Profits. Uh, of course, Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, and Roderick Strong were great. Mm-hmm. But what made the big difference for me, Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness. Mm-hmm. To hear Mauro call these moments, mm-hmm. to hear Nigel, to hear Beth Phoenix, Who's a much better version of a female commentator than the one on the main roster? Mm-hmm. It made the difference. Everything was better. And guess what? They did it in how many hours? Three. Three hours. Yeah. 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 To watch that cage lower, those four referees get it situated old school style. Because remember, yes. back in the day, they would drop the cage and they would have to take a quick break. And so they literally talked through the through the break. They did. Through them getting it situated. And man, those guys went in and they literally fought. I did not think that they were gonna fall off of that that uh, I think that was more of a the steel table, table yeah. at the top of the of the cage, but they did it. It was just an overall great product. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have to say there there was some history made at this takeover. It's the first takeover where we had two women's matches. And uh, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, oh my, you know what, and I, you guys are going to get what I I mean when I say this. I love, and this is one of the reasons why I love NXT's women's division, because they wrestle so strong and hard that you forget that you're watching women. You forget that they're supposed to be, you know, that that some would call them soft and dainty. They were not that. They went Uh. for blood. And Io Shirai, let me let me just say this: Io Shirai's transformation from the super nice, fan-loving woman to a, a, a heel who hates everybody has been nothing short of amazing. And her style is represented, her attire, her um, entrance, everything about Io Shirai is money. And let me tell you, that match is one of the best women's matches I've seen in a very long time um the street profits and their win over the undisputed era i think they needed that win to cement them as nxt champions um so that we could really take them seriously as champions they have the personality but if you can hang with the undisputed era you're doing something and for those who don't know that montez ford is a star he's a star he's got the talk He's super tall. He's incredibly agile. And so when you are 6'5", and you can get the height that he can get when he does those frog splashes. He got He got up. It was amazing. So congratulations to them. Now, I don't usually have anything bad to say about NXT TakeOver. But I did have one moment that was glaring to me. 
I just felt like Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim did not do it for me. And maybe it's because I'm not a believer in Mia Yim. Um, but those two, and they've and they've wrestled quite a bit on house shows and the like. They wrestled here in Atlanta just a couple of weeks ago, and I actually thought that match was better than what they did at TakeOver. But overall, the combat, the chemistry between those two, it felt like a sleeper. And I just it just didn't work for me. Um, but I didn't think that Mia Yim would win the championship anyway. So shout out to Shayna Baszler. And again, um, just an amazing NXT TakeOver. And so for those who want to keep track. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. Clack. No, 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 no. Something's wrong. And I need to get it right. And I recognized it the second I saw it. So give me a second. Oh, it out. No. no, 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 no. I know I know what Clack happened. Is trying to take three from you. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. What happened was <laughs> I know what I did and I gotta fix it. So um da-dum, 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 Tell da-dum. us what you did. So what I did, I have <laughs> I have and this is just, you know, for people who need to see. I have the list of the winners and I have check marks by them. So I had marked all of our records on and I put it on a different sheet. But the problem mm-hmm. is I copied the wrong thing. So I'm just correcting it so everybody's stuff is accurate. So I'm about to give you. Um, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it possible that I'm the champ? Well, there are a couple of things that are possible. So I'm trying to make sure that we are 100% <laughs> accurate. So with that said. Um, Okay, and all right. Yeah, that's better. That's better. That's better. Okay, so let's talk about uh, how NXT TakeOver Toronto fared for us as the faction. Courtney, who came into this as champion, um, went two and three at TakeOver Toronto. GB, well, he and he correctly predicted Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler, so he got the women's matches right. Y'all uh, on Street Profits? You did not call for the Street Profits. You called for the Undisputed I just, Era. That's what I'm saying. Who thought they'd win? Well, Clack actually thought that they would win. Clack um, <laughs> went 4-1. Clack went 4-1. The only one that Clack got wrong was the Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae match. So he went 4-1. I went three and two, getting right the uh, uh, the championship matches for the NXT title, the NXT Women's title, and the Io Shirai match. So that's that. We're going to get into SummerSlam right now, where we'll have a clearer picture of who walked away as the faction champion. So SummerSlam uh, marked the second consecutive night in Toronto at the uh, Scotia Bank Arena, and here are the results. It kicked off. With the cruiserweight title match, Drew Gulak defeating Oni Lorcan. Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Crews by disqualification after an interruption from Rowan. And we need to talk about this whole Roman Reigns, Rowan, Daniel Bryan thing. We'll talk about that. Edge returns to spear Elias. All this is during the pre-show. As was the tag team title match between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as they defeated the former champion Iconics. We get into the pay-per-view, and Becky Lynch defeats Natalya by submission. Goldberg defeats Dolph Ziggler. United States champion AJ Styles retained his title against Ricochet. Bailey retained her title against Ember Moon. Kevin Owens defeats Shane McMahon. 
Charlotte Flair defeated Trish Stratus. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton ended in a double countout. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeated Finn Balor. And Seth Rollins defeats Brock Lesnar to become the new Universal Champion. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Clack, your thoughts. Uh, I thought overall it was a great pay-per-view. I really did. AJ and Ricochet, you know, they could really fight forever, the two mm -hmm. of them. Uh, I think Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon have something special. I just feel like Shane is getting older, and I don't want something to happen to him. Uh, Charlotte Flair made Trish Stratus look amazing, and I so appreciate her for that because that's my attitude sister. Uh, you know, the, the theme Bray Wyatt, I think he stole the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we need to have an installation service for him. Mm -hmm. I think we need to call him Bishop Taker. And uh, I think we need to present him in front of the congregation as the succession plan. That dude is the face of fear. That dude is the phenom. That dude lives on the dark side. That dude is from parts unknown. That dude <laughs> is all of the weird stuff. WWE, <laughs> WWF. He's Papa Shango. Mm -hmm. He's weird. Uh, ultimate work. He's everything we need. Yeah. He is the savior of the WWE. Taker, please get your ashes out of your urn. Let that be your anointing oil and give that man the torch. He's ready. We were I was legit freaked out. Yeah. He wrestled with that mask on? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Let, let's kind of park for a second and have this fiend conversation. Because, you know, let, let's start here. A statement. I'd be claustrophobic. Well, a, a statement of, of, of things uh, in our world. Who would have imagined that at SummerSlam, Goldberg would have been the second match on the card? There would be no Roman Reigns. There would be no Usos. And the Fiend Bray Wyatt would be the next to the last match at SummerSlam. Nobody saw that coming. So no. I, I want to. So to me, it says a lot about what WWE believes in uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the entire presentation from because we talked here at the show about what this needed to be like for us to really believe in the Fiend. Did it live up to expectations? Um. I, I I have to get accustomed to him wrestling in this in the in this mask. Um, I, it, how does he breathe? I, I have know. so many questions. There, I, I have so many questions. How long can he wrestle with that thing on? Um, why do they call him the Fiend? I want him to be called Bray Wyatt. I still am a sucker for him walking down the ramp holding the light and all those fly fireflies around and him singing the creepiest version of you got the whole world in his hands so i i, I don't know well i you know i think those observations are irrelevant every single one of them i think you need to understand the core value of what we have it is bray wyatt it's just repackaged in a more creepier christmas wrapping so don't don't get caught up in breathing behind a mask. I mean, how how ignorant. I mean, you remind me of the of the people that that say, why do preachers drive that or why did that, that, who cares? You're caught up in the wrong stuff. Don't lose sight of what's important. We right. know this guy can work. This guy is still creepy 
And this guy needs to have The Undertaker do something to him at WrestleMania. Let it's me. all fun and games till he comes out and announces his retirement because that mask gave him mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, me, let me start by saying this. I, I am not surprised. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm, I'm not surprised at Courtney's response. Courtney has lived in the past for the last umpteen years. Um, you know, he still would rather be uh, in a little studio somewhere in San Antonio than the world's most famous arena. Um, he just he just won't do it. And so hey, I'm, man, not I'm not surprised. I don't need MSG. Why would I go to MSG? I'm not surprised that Courtney Beard wants the old thing back. That's that's the thing. Here's the deal, though. The thing, the you have thing, the old thing. Oh, yes, you have. That was the problem. The old thing became very common. And here was the thing. The bottom line was he lost his creepiness. He lost his edge. He lost the fact that he, you know, matter of fact, he went on a streak where he wasn't winning matches. It was almost like what Samoa Joe is right now. Samoa Joe is super intimidating on the mic, but he's not going to win the big match. Uh, the Fiend had to prove that differently. And I say this. They did not go through four months of preparing him for him to lose. He was dominant. Everything about him was something that we wanted to see. And what I loved was they took elements of what was and updated them. That creepy theme song, it's the old theme song with a bit of a great edge to it. Um, I thought it was amazing. He still carries the lantern. The lantern's just got some different things going on with it. Everything about what he did was done and done well. It was well executed. And here's the thing. 2014, 2013 is different than 2019. Because of our oversaturation and exposure to so much, it takes something far more extreme to creep us out. They've done it. And it's one of those things where you're creeped out, but you can't turn away because you recognize how special this is. The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Listen, I know there are some on our social media who love this and feel like he's ready for a championship. He doesn't need a championship right now to validate who he is. He is nah. amazing. And I think we need to be able to take this in in the era of WWE screwing up a lot of things. They got this one right. And here's what I love. I actually love the fact that he was not on Raw or SmackDown this week. You keep him special. You don't oversaturate the market with him. You let him come out only when it's necessary. Because the fact that he can go between that and his non-superhero Bray Wyatt piece is amazing to me. So shout out to The Fiend. I think he was absolutely a huge highlight of SummerSlam. Any other thoughts on SummerSlam, Courtney? No, I thought SummerSlam was overall decent. Here's what we realized is that they've always felt NXT breathing down their throats. And now we see guys uh, really stepping up because AEW is coming. I thought that the night overall was decent. And I, I could be wrong, but I even think this pay-per-view didn't last as long as the others have lasted. I remember this was uh, like three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and for, for my time, 930 it wrapped up. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, this match is going because I remember thinking the last match, how are they going to go all the way to the hour? Mm -hmm. But they tricked us. They ended up at nine thirty. So when you think about a Becky Lynch versus Natalia, which they can honestly, you know, just keep on fighting for all I care. I did not understand the Dolph Ziggler Goldberg thing. I tell you what was cash money 
was Matt Riddle's story that he was telling during this match of how his interaction with Goldberg behind the scenes, yes. bro. Yes. That right there was worth money. Uh, I'm with I'm with Clack. Shane's getting older. I don't want to see another man get stunned anymore. Charlotte and Trish, great match. Kofi and Randy, you got it. Seth and Brock, they told a good story. I'm eager to see. Brock, look now. I, I'm trying to put, put together the pieces because I don't know the guy's name. I don't watch a lot of UFC, but the black guy, a little heavy set. Uh, Brock ran in the ring one time doing one of his UFC matches at the end, and they, they had a little beef. And they asked him about him on ESPN. He said, I'd still love to fight Brock. Brock looks more in UFC shape than he does in WWE shape. So I wonder if this was the send-off to send him to UFC. So many things we have to answer, especially with Heyman now having his hands full behind the scenes. Yeah. I will say this. I felt like this is uh, the best Brock has looked in quite some time. Uh, this oh, last, yeah. This last little run has been something very, very special. Uh, they did mention on Monday Night Raw that Brock will not be getting a rematch against Seth. So to your point, this could be a bit of a send off. I don't know what else Brock Lesnar does in WWE right now. If he's not fighting for, oh, 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 maybe. No, I think it just hit me. I think it just hit me exactly what Brock Lesnar does after not fighting for the Universal Championship. Anyone want to know? Come on, somebody ask. <laughs> somebody ask. What is he going to do? What you? is it? <laughs> I think Brock Lesnar could be the guy behind the attacks on Roman Reigns. Red hair? White male? Could be. Guys, it's Daniel Bryan. Well, here's the thing, right? You think old Billy Goat's responsible for this? Stop calling Absolutely. him that. Now, Go what, what would be your reasoning for it? I I have a reason that I think it could be. Daniel now, Bryan. I know who I thought it was. Who do you think it was? Because the only person I know who gets in trouble behind the wheel of a car and can't drive and crash things is the Uso boy. I think figured he'd been drinking. Wow. Oh, God. You are terrible. You are so, oh, my Clack, I want to hear your theory on Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think it's just a, an obvious getaway, giveaway, in my opinion. Um, he needs to remain relevant or he might as well go injure himself. And I think there's no better way than to uh, really go after Roman Reigns. Plus, I don't know if we've seen that yet. Uh, I actually think that that's going to end up being... What's wrong with oh my gosh! So I, he might as well go and injure himself. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I, I I have a theory. If it's gonna be Daniel Bryan, I have a theory. Now I was listening to the Busted Open. The guys over at Busted Open. Shout out Dave Lagreca, Bully Ray, and of course our friend Mark Henry. And Mark Henry had predicted that it would be Rowan. Um, they are saying it could be Daniel Bryan, but they're like, it doesn't make any sense why it would be Daniel Bryan. But for me, if it were Daniel Bryan, here's how the story probably should play. Let's go back to 2015, okay? Uh, Daniel Bryan had made his return in December of 2014 after being injured and having to give up the WWE Championship. He inserts himself into the 2015 Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania 
And many believe that Daniel Bryan's going to win the Royal Rumble. He comes in at number 15 and makes a very early exit. Only for that year, a certain Roman Reigns goes over to win the Royal Rumble. Has the Rock solidify him, but the people begin booing Roman Reigns out of the building because the people wanted (laughs) Daniel Bryan to be the winner. At the next pay-per-view, since there's been so much hubbub, the Ro- Roman Reigns puts his title shot at WrestleMania on the line against Daniel Bryan, to which Daniel Bryan loses the match and then afterwards ends up having to raise the hand in, his, in another attempt to cement and solidify Roman Reigns as the guy. Roman Reigns, of course, gets to, to WrestleMania in March, loses that match thanks to a cash-in from uh, Seth Rollins, Roman still gets to be pushed as the guy, even though he's never fully accepted as the guy. That same WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan starts the card by winning the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match that he soon has to then give up and then retire. And we don't see him back for another couple of years. Daniel Bryan never had a chance to give Roman Reigns the receipt that he deserved. And so maybe if Daniel Bryan is behind all these things, this is indeed why. Listen, it, it 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 makes all the sense in the world. It it it, it has it has a little tone to it though. Mm-hmm. It has a little tone. I don't know. If we're gonna talk about it on the show. It had a little little tone now. A little little, little twenty nineteen in it. Well, it it's oh, felt like God. it's felt like a few things. It it certainly is reminiscent of uh, the uh, hit that went out on Stone Cold. It's reminiscent of what happened last year with the hit that went out on Aleister Black at NXT. Um, these kind of mystery whodunit types of things, they all have very interesting theories behind them. Uh, we'll see what happens. And with that said, uh, we're going to get into Raw and SmackDown when we come back from the break to talk about the fallout from SummerSlam. Indeed, more information about the Roman Reigns situation. Oh, let me go to break with this. This is a good way to go to break. How did we do at SummerSlam? Well, let's see. Courtney ended SummerSlam at 7-3. GB ends SummerSlam at 6-4. Clack ends SummerSlam at 5-5. Five five. So, this ah. is where it puts all of the standings for the championships. Clack from NXT TakeOver 25 through now sits at 16 and 16. Courtney. Well, actually, yeah, because Clack missed Money in the Bank. That's what happened. So from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam, Courtney sits at 29 and 24. GB from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam sits at 29 and 24. We're still in a bit of a dead heat for the championship and since we don't have co-champions i'm gonna tell you when we come back from the break how we're gonna decide on who the faction champion is right now though let's go to some music music from the returning boss sasha banks theme song from cfo it's called sky's the limit you've got it locked to the faction powered by bonnerfied radio i got a lot left in the tank What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to The Faction.
This recap of the remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Sky is the Limit and it's gonna fit this ass. Which is on yeah. Me. No, it wasn't that Sky is the Limit. <laughs> Let's, do the rough. Let's do the SmackDown recap. Well, here we go. Before we get into any of those recaps, I know you guys in the chat room are trying to figure out what are we going to do for the faction championship as we are in a dead heat. Well, here's how it's going to go down. The month of August isn't over yet. Nor are the major wrestling events. And so, the faction championship is going to come down to one day. August the 31st. Two major events the same day and that should determine who the champion is clack may come from behind and win it courtney may find a way to hold on to it or yours truly may win so perhaps courtney actually has a chance to respond to this challenge and here's how it's going to go down august the 31st it's nxt takeover uk cardiff and all elite wrestlings all out those two events will wrap up this four-month period. We'll wrap up the time as champion. And here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. If there is a tie, God forbid there is. What do we think is fair? Do we think that in a tie, the champ remains a champ? Do we think we have co-champions? Of course the champ what remains a champ. Clack, you are slightly impartial in all this. What do you think should happen? After all, you could be tied or you could come in and win this thing. What do you think should happen? No, uh, I don't think the, the champ should be the champ. And here's why. If I stay true to my WWF roots, mm -hmm. in a triple threat match, the champion does not have to be defeated. Here is what I say we do. If at if some weird turn of events that the score is tied percentage-wise at the end of our next hoorah, I say whoever gets the last match right with the right finishing move wins. Mm. 
That's a great tiebreaker because, you know, in in uh, New Japan's G1, um, there was an actual tie between Kota Ibushi and uh, Kazuchika Okada. And, of course, because Ibushi beat Okada, Ibushi wins. So, I like that. So, you've got you've got a couple of weeks to get your life together, Courtney. Go ahead and, and drink your, your red thing. Get and my life put together. Your title. I'm still the champion. Oh, my I'm Lord. still the champ. Because I've not been defeated. So, to everybody out there, guess what? I've not been defeated. I am still your faction champion until I'm overthrown. And you're going to let Brandon Clatt come up with some, I don't even know what kind of mid-south uh, Memphis wrestling mess this is he came up with. If you can just the finisher hold, I, you, you might as well pick the sleeper hold on everything. Yeah, anybody gonna get I think that's a great finisher. Or, or GB, let's just go sudden death. If, if we get all of the current predictions right, then let's just go trivia. Let's just start taking and picking a year and a pay-per-view, and whoever gets a match wrong who did not win, you lost the belt. How about you know that? GB's going to win. Think, GB is I a walking wrestling encyclopedia. I think, I, think I know. I've stumped GB a few times. Now, nah, it's literally one or two. When? <laughs> it's literally. Oh, it's like when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a pretty strong streak right now, though. <laughs> So I, I I like I like those ideas. So there will be a sudden death if for some reason we end up in a tie, and uh, there will be a definitive, undisputed faction champion by the time we get to Labor Day weekend, and it'll all rest on NXT UK Cardiff and All Elites All Out, which you'll be able to check out um, NXT UK Cardiff on the WWE Network. And you'll be able to check out All Elite, uh, All Out, on Bleacher Report Live. So with that said, Courtney, go ahead and give us that raw recap if you can. I prefer to be called Mr. Champion to you, loser. WWE Raw was live from <laughs> Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> I'll off. call you the silent P. The United States Champion. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you got me super. Okay. Shoot, win, lose, or draw. I think somebody needs to chip in and do a GoFundMe for his Wi-Fi. That's what I think. Oh, he doesn't? That's why he's called the Silent P. Will you let me finish? Samoa Joe defeated Sami Zayn. The Miz defeated Dolph Ziggler. Ricochet defeated Elias. Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio. Well, who did Rey Mysterio piss off in the back? Mm. Drew McIntyre defeated Cedric Alexander. Robert Roode defeated No Way Jose. Revival defeated R2 to become the new 24-7 champion. R2 defeated the Revival to win the 24-7 championship. Elias defeated R2 to win the 24-7 championship. Sasha Bank came back to hug her girl Natalia and say, Boo, I love you. And then flipped out on her and beat her down. And then Sasha gave Becky Lynch all the receipts. The Viking Raiders defeated Carter Mason and Sebastian Suave. Look, mama, I'm on TV. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors. The Universal Champion Seth Rollins defeated United States Champion AJ Styles via disqualification. And Braun Strowman and Ricochet attacked the OC after the match. Clack, Mr. Loser.
What did you think about Monday Night Raw? I think Roman Reigns is the man. I, I, I'm telling you, Roman Reigns, can, he can flat out wrestle. And I, I don't know if it was because of his sickness. People are giving him his respect. But I'll tell you, man, the, the dude is talented. I'm, I'm enjoying Roman Reigns more today than I ever have before. So I, I think that's all that mattered about SmackDown was Roman Reigns. That's how good he is. I'm confused. Argument. Didn't you... Tell me Roman Reigns is not top three wrestlers in the world Wait, I'm, today. I'm confused, though, because I thought you just gave the Raw recap. Oh. Roman wasn't on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought I was just in a time warp. I, like, what I, just I, happened? I don't even mention Roman. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to show y'all. <sighs> I'm going to show y'all what happened to me, okay? Oh, oh, Hold oh, on. Oh, oh. So y'all see me? Uh -huh. This is why we need to be on TV. Because you're this watching the Roman match I'm, right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally watching SmackDown right now. <sighs> and I just hear, this is what Courtney sounds like to me. The only thing you need to know is when you hear my voice is the champ is here. Oh, but that's the beautiful part because with your uh, amazing oh, Wi-Fi, we hardly ever hear you. It's wonderful. But it's hard, you, man. You say the champ is here. The champ is here to stay. Ah. Now, guys, this has nothing to do with Raw. Can I ask y'all this? Okay. They bought it back on Superplex City. If we find out that Roman wasn't really sick, is that wrong events? No. Not at all. I don't think so either. Because Roman's old. wrestling, guys. It's wrestling. It's, it's the business. It's wrestling. He's supposed to trick us. I actually hope he wasn't sick because it tells me wrestling's getting his mojo back. Well, if, did, ooh, that would be the biggest swerve on it, fans because you know we, we think we're so smart. That would be amazing. Well, I hope he wasn't sick. I, 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 I will say this though. I think the fact that they are being very careful about how and when they use him, um, I think that, that speaks to the sickness. And again, you know, He's he's in very protected situations, which is good for him. Um, I don't obviously I don't want him to be sick, and uh, I just I do think it would be very challenging though, considering there are many people who are dealing with very real issues uh, that definitely, definitely you know you don't want. To, I, 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 I cancer diagnoses are so very serious, and for many they are life threatening, and so that's just one of those things. I hope. That they would at least find sacred enough not to play with, but time will tell, and, and we certainly will see. But let's get back to Raw, shall we? What did, What did you think of Monday Night Raw? I know you're watching SmackDown right now, but what did you think of Raw? <laughs> oh, it, it was lackluster. I, I really wasn't moved by it much. You know, the, something about Seth Rollins, I'm just not enjoying anymore. Okay, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I hate that when Brock leaves, we don't get Heyman. On TV, mm -hmm. so I, I just I feel like I'm missing the strong punch of storyline. But you know, hey, maybe somebody's gonna fix it for me. Well, I'll, I'll say this much: uh, I, we all thought, and it's rare that we all agree on something, but we all thought that uh, Seth Rollins was not going to win after the absolute bludgeoning he's received over the last couple of weeks courtesy of Brock Lesnar. So I was really surprised to see him back as champion again. Um, and I don't really know what we do with him right now um, because we didn't want to see him with Becky. 
Um, there's no shield to support him. I don't really know the deal with Seth Rollins. I will say this, though. And I never thought I'd say this in a million years. Sasha Banks saved Monday Night Raw. Who would have thought? And Who would have thought? And y'all said she and was gone forever. Well, and here's the thing. I, that, thought so. I thought so, too. I mean, her, her, her last week on social media kind of gave me an inkling that she'd be coming back at some point. But I want to shout them out for actually protecting it. So that it was a, a sincere shock Monday night. And um, to see her in full heel mode, we've been waiting for that. Um, to see her now provide a legitimate uh, challenge to a Becky Lynch is a great thing. And they have a lot of places they can go. You know, they've yet to address the tag team title situation. Um, they've There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I think the sky's the limit for a Sasha Banks right now. I think this is a good move for her. And, you know, what's more despicable than taking advantage of a real-life situation like a year's uh, anniversary of the passing of Jim the Anvil Neidhart? I mean, like, yeah, there was nothing more uh, deplorable you could do. Um, So it was a great thing, I thought. So congratulations to Sasha Banks. She's back. She's the real deal. And uh, I think this is super interesting to watch what happens with the women's division. The women's division needed Sasha Banks. And uh, I'm glad she came back. She got rid of the the, the purple hair. Now she's got the blue hair. And I didn't know you that. You know, GB. What's that? I said, you know, GB, um, I don't want to fight with you because you already got in a fight earlier in this show. So I'm going to do my best to maintain, as in the words of Coneheads, maintain low tones with you. But I don't understand how in one breath you could feel bad for them not maybe telling the truth about leukemia and then in the next breath you said that it's amazing that somebody interrupted the death anniversary (laughs) that really happened are you kidding me you wrestling fans i'm telling you boy this is why they had to get rid of the attitude era because of y'all that don't make no sense well let me let me let me start by saying this what i thought was amazing about it what I thought was amazing about it was... In my Jeep just argued that the disease leads to death. No, I did. Hello. But Thank here's, you. here's the thing. To me, what's amazing about it is what creates a more hated scenario for Sasha Banks than this? If you're going to come back what as creates a... creates a more hated scenario for wrestling than Vince lying about leukemia? Well, I'm, 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 I didn't say it was good. In terms of, of that, but what I'm saying is Sasha Banks, first of all, we know that Sasha right now left because she hated certain things in WWE. So if you're going to come back, you come back during a moment where you get a chance to get out all of your victory on. And she did. I just think it was a great thing for her. I don't now. I don't know that I feel that it's good to, to attack a person while they are grieving, I know what that feels like. But the reality of it is, to your point, it's wrestling. Now, you can't be upset about that when one of your favorite moments from the past is the No Good Big Show being dragged across a coffin through a cemetery by the big boss man. You know, you're the Okay, but let's talk about this, GB. We don't know if his mother was dead, but we know Annie ain't with us no more. Well, we do know this. Annie, it was, it was his, 
It was his father's passing, and his father had actually passed legitimately a couple of years before. So they used that as part of the storyline. So yes, it was real. So 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 like GB is not okay with you using the road to death, but once you succumb to death, free ride. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's terrible. You, you guys are cruel. You guys are. That, all I'm saying is 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 this this new this AEW wrestling fan era. Uh, hey, you created so many contradictions blame in AEW. the minds. That was WWE like, all day. You no, know, what I'm saying is you are at the upper echelon of wrestling almanacs. You are a walking wrestling encyclopedia. But this ridiculous AEW culture is poisoning your brain. Oh, it's got Lord. you saying crazy stuff like don't make fun of leukemia because people that have leukemia can take it offensively. And then it says, let's praise a heel for celebrating and tap dancing on a grave. You AEW people are intoxicated now, with your options wait, and your culture, wait. and I'm sick of now, it. Now, see, here we go again. This again we is need a not, Mount Carmel moment. This, this again is not new to WWE. It was just last year after Natty's father passed. Okay, just a couple of weeks after she passed, Ruby Riot is doing a crazy angle where, you know, she's ripping the sunglasses that the anvil gave uh, to Natalia, that she's turning around and doing cardboard cutouts of her. And ultimately, Natalia gets the, the, the rebound that's on that. That's different, so, though. It's not that's different. different. He was freshly dead. What are you talking about that's different? For, for, does Clack have pants on? Clack does. He's dancing. Why is oh, thank God. You, you know what that is, Courtney? This is me tap dancing like GB. Oh, I'm tap dancing. His new nickname is Gregory First Hines. of all, I don't see a problem. Gregory Hines. I, I don't see a problem with Ruby Riot breaking the glasses because it's not like he was going to wear them again. <laughs> You're terrible. Can we stop tap but dancing, the, Courtney? You're the, letting him off the hook. The, the problem <laughs> is he's contradicting himself. I am not you contradicting myself. Celebrate. You, I'm not you can't be angry myself. over a leukemia rib and then get mad because somebody is really dealing with a real you life did, situation. G -B. G -B. You did, And I know you don't like it. I went to the organ. Turn me up in the monitor. I feel my health coming on me. There's a spirit of contradiction. Yes, it is. I don't like it. And you don't tell the truth. Listen, here's the deal. AEW poison is sickening. And I, and I want to help you. GB. He's, he's right. Gee, you did contradict. All right, fam. The deal is this, okay? And it's not in your fault. It's AEW's fault. In leukemia, this you, are, you are fighting the fight to live or die, okay? Unfortunately, if a person is passed, we don't have... Listen, you are the same one, Courtney Beard, who said that the use of Dusty Rhodes' death was something Dusty would have wanted. You've said that. So it's not like narrative change being no, it's not alert, narrative alert, change. Narrative it's change. all death, okay? Death being used in wrestling is not new. All death are no, you're changing the narrative. I am not. not what you said originally. No, what you not. said originally what was said, it was wrong for them. You said it was wrong because people died from the Here's what I said. I said okay, let's, then you had a praise break. When Mother Banks came down and tap danced on a grave. Let's, let's go back to what I said. What I said was if they faked if they faked the leukemia situation, it would be wrong. I never said that if it was real, they shouldn't use it because they used it for real. So no, I'm not wrong in you that. You said I'm it's not wrong, wrong in that. because people really died. They when do you really in the cloth, so you don't want to fake right. that. 
So the fact that Roman actually went through this is a good thing. I'm just saying if he if he didn't go through it, then that's wrong. But using People. real stuff why won't you bring in the last clause that you use? What's the you last clause? You said it's clause? wrong because people really die from it. That's, That's what you said. They which, do. Is why, which is why we stopped singing yeah, yeah. certain songs because a person faked the sickness. <laughs> they, they faked it and we don't sing that song well, no some more. Some people don't sing it. Other people All don't I'm even know that story. TV elect, did the electric slide to Monday Night Raw and said how awesome it was when somebody came down and made fun of a real death. She this didn't make fun of it. All she did was attack her in the conversation. She did not man, make she, fun of the man's death. She interrupted her mid-grief. You said, GB, I'm just saying what you said. The anniversary of the anvil dying. This was this was amazing. I'm just to saying, introduce her and bring her back as a heel. It, it was. I stand by what I said. If you want her to be hated, that's how you do it. I didn't say anything wrong trying to say is stand by that you are a contradicting wishy-washy AEW I'm fan. not you know what I'm not contradicting all it is it's like Matthew <laughs> Mark Luke and John different perspectives from the same event that's exactly what it is at no point did they contradict each other one person had one vantage point one had another and the vantage point is really really simple I hope like I said before that they did not or would not fake what happened to Roman Reigns because, again, people do have a very difficult time living through and sometimes dying with cancer. But once you are gone, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Oh! Oh, all I'm saying is so this. So GB only has love for the living. He has no respect for the That's dead. That's not Got what it. I'm saying. What it. I'm saying is, oh, again, Sasha, and think about this. How are you going to introduce Sasha as a heel? Let's go back to this. What is it that made Dean Ambrose a heel before he left? It was the fact that he would attack Seth on the same night that Roman announces he has cancer. I'm just saying when you use those super real life things in an angle, it works to make people more hated. That's all I was GB. saying, and that's what I stick by. GB, I'm starting to think you send birthday cards to the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> out of control. Hey, we got to quickly talk about SmackDown. I didn't realize how fast time was moving. SmackDown Live took place at the Scotiabank Arena the last night of a the last night of a four night run in Toronto at that same arena. Very quickly, Shane McMahon fined Kevin Owens hundred thousand dollars. Charlotte Flair defeats Ember Moon. Roman Reigns defeated Buddy Murphy. It's Buddy Murphy's first match on SmackDown since uh, let's see what is it. The brand split, the draft that happened right after WrestleMania. It's crazy he hasn't been on TV. Samoa Joe defeats Kevin Owens with Elias as the special guest enforcer. And The Revival and Randy Orton defeat The New Day. Uh, some controversy happens with, 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 with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. And Daniel Bryan suggests he knows who targeted Roman Reigns. Uh, very quickly, I want to ask a question that we asked during our pre-show. You guys haven't heard it, but you know we'll bring it to light now. With the way that Randy Orton responded to Kofi Kingston, by the way, happy birthday, Kofi Kingston. Today's his birthday. By the way, because of the way Randy Orton beat up on the New Day, do we have a scenario where it's okay in 2019 for a Caucasian wrestler to beat up an African-American wrestler without calls of racism or the like? I think so. 
Of course. You yeah, you just them. yeah you you can you 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 can do it. You just can't say words like boy, and you can't do things. He called them that stupid. He called them stupid. No, 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 no you can't. You can't call. Twenty nineteen is not okay. No, here's not, why I say that. I watched a boxing match. Quinn I watched a boxing match where this white guy beat up this black. I mean, beat him bad. I had no problem with the boxing match of how he beat the guy up bad. But it, it, if, if it happens like that and it's clean and wrestling, I'm good for There are certain things you cannot do. We all know the actions and the motions of things that seem like it is devaluing of a person. You can't do those today. Clack, what say you? In 2019, no, it's not okay. Um, in 2019, if you don't want to get a letter, there are certain things you just cannot do. And uh, that's one of them. I'm 2019 fan. Yeah, it. I don't. It's it's rough, particularly with a Randy Orton and the things he said over times about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I don't know really where the revival stands and things like that, but you know, it, it it doesn't look or feel good. And then they're laid out in an image that kind of looks like some things we've seen on the six o'clock news. So, yeah. So, I'll just say this. If it's time to beat Kofi Kingston for the championship, it better be done cleanly in the ring. Um, he, he, here's, here's what gives me solace in these moments. is the New Day knows our heart, and we've always trusted their ability to make it look good. Mm-hmm. So, they know. They see it. Mm-hmm. I trust them. All right, so very quickly, I know we're over time, but I do want to mention this. I did not want to get out of this without talking about this because I know that this particular issue will have a very, very special place in the heart of one Brandon Jerome Clack, and that is the return of the King of the Ring Tournament, which is coming back to WWE beginning next week on Monday Night Raw. 16 participants, 8 on SmackDown, 8 on Raw. Here's how they look. On Raw, you've got The Miz, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. And then on SmackDown, you've got Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Shelton Benjamin. Who do you guys see uh, as potentially in the finals or winning this? And your thoughts on the return of the King of the Ring tournament. Clack. Uh, the return is great, but this is whack. Um, the King of the Ring tournament, I remember, had legit Hall of Famers. But, you know, that's a whole other conversation for the lack of talent that we had. I'm really pulling for Cesaro. Okay. Okay. Courtney. Yeah, I want to go with Cesaro as well. Cesaro deserves more than what he's ever gotten. So I'm hoping that this King of the Ring is not just a moment where he turns into a, um, a, 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 a King Cesaro but actually, it could be the, the step to him coming up, man. He, he deserves it. You know, it's crazy. I think there's a lot of potential winners in this. Uh, Drew McIntyre, who I think has been uh, long overdue for his giant push. Perhaps Andrade. Uh, Buddy Murphy, who showed himself strong. Um, Kevin Owens. Uh, maybe even Samoa Joe. Cesaro. I just... My concern with the King of the Ring is it does not hold the prestige that it once did. Former Kings of the Ring uh, who are recent include William Regal and uh, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett was the last time we saw King uh, in the King of the Ring tournament, which was like four years ago. 
and it was just very random. I think if they're going to do King of the Ring for it to be prestigious, it can't be a Monday Night Raw event. It should be its own pay-per-view with qualifying matches to make us feel the way we did about King of the Ring back in the day. And it needs to lead to something. If you remember, when Brock Lesnar won King of the Ring, he got a world title shot uh, at SummerSlam a couple of months later. Let this mean something. Let this not just be for nostalgia's sake, but it needs to mean something. Other than that, we're wasting our time with another way to fill content on Raw and SmackDown. So just my thoughts. We got to go. Hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. I want to hear what you have to say on social media about... What we do to break a tie potentially at the end of this thing uh, on August the 31st. And what should happen with the faction championship? Some of you guys want to see the title. You didn't get a chance to see the belt that uh, Courtney put on his shoulder. But uh, we'll talk about all that. I want to hear your thoughts on social media. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Brandon Clack. Brandon J. Clack on everything I got. I'll talk to you soon. No contradictions, please. (sighs) Courtney Beard. At C Major Beard on Instagram and Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. In the Greek, that means the champ is here. The champ is here. And GB, how can they reach you with your losing effort? Uh, actually, I didn't have a losing effort. Um, and you can your reach me. Your time not the album's the champ. I can be reached at out there Who sees ha in your face? Jamie. If only your internet worked. Uh, at Bonnerfied is how you can reach me in all of those places. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. No telling what's going to happen in the next two weeks as we lead up to these finals for the Faction Championship. But uh, it's absolutely going to be amazing. And you can stay connected to that. And all great wrestling news at the Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the Faction. 